0: Today's episode of El Politico is recorded on Monday the 26th of June 2023 at 11.30am. As usual, some terms and conditions may apply and circumstances may have changed since this program was recorded. In the words of Vladimir Ilyich Lenin, there are decades where nothing happens and there are weeks where decades happen. So we're going to start with an oldie And then we'll start with a goodie. I get, give or take,
1: it works out at about, with expenses, 140,000 a year. And I pay 30.3% tax on that. So it's about a net 100,000. And out of that 100,000, I run a home in Dublin, Castle Bar and Brussels. I want to tell you something try it sometime when you have a couple of cars and three houses and three homes and a few housekeepers and I want to tell you and everything else but remember it's a well-paid job
2: I met her in a club down in North where you drink champagne and it tastes like Coca-Cola C-O-L-A, cola cola She walked up to me and she asked me that the I
0: asked
2: her, her name and in that brown voice She said Lola hello Lola 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 la 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 Lola Thanks a million for that lovely intro, Luke. Right, this is, this is, this is nearly as bad as RTE. Listen, um, Thanks a million for getting the band back together again. I was just thinking about this. What band would you choose to get back together if you were getting any band back together? What band would you choose? I know you would slag me off and say wet, wet, wet with Marty Pello, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't go quite Marty Pello like. But from a point of view of of bands that are not there anymore due to having lost their their lead singer or, you know, who would you have getting a band back together? Because I've been away for the last couple of shows
1: you're interesting putting, question. Put us on the spot there, Thomas. That's an interesting question.
2: Well, such a great piece of music with the kinks and yeah. Lola.
1: Yeah, and there were difficulties there between Ray and Dave Davis, the two brothers. Actually, Ray Davis was 79 last week. Um, so, wishing him a happy birthday. The Moswell Hillbilly here from Scarf Bakeman's Radio. <laughs>
2: That's all right, that's all
1: right. Uh, what band would you think? We, we you might think? come
0: back to that later mm. on, Tom, because you're after, as usual, you're after throwing a scud into the works now <laughs> because we had a great uh, intro to this show lined up because Paul is going to explain... Uh, the kinks and some words from that song uh, yeah, well, where we're going to start off with the program.
2: Well, in case anyone is tuning in for the very first time and they've they've kind of pressed on the wrong button and they got us instead. Um, this is El Politico. We speak about everything political from the US to the UK and back to our homeland here in Ireland. And uh, where are we going to start with today?
0: Uh, for a change, we're going to start with the mothership. And it's. I think it's going to be a slightly different episode, Paul.
1: Um, yeah, we do follow a certain format. Yeah, um, pretty much um, Ireland, domestic, um, UK and then US. A little bit different maybe today because I suppose of events, dear boy, events, what you outlined there in your intro with Lennon as well, Luke, and Macmillan with his events, dear boy, events. There are so many things that have happened in the last week, I suppose it's appropriate that we maybe touch on them because they do actually definitely have an impact um, on the political scene and most definitely will have an impact on this political scene. There's a line from um, Lola that I really love. And, uh, it's a very simple line, but it's a line that I really love. And I think it maybe helps a little bit, maybe to start us out on where it is we are today and how it is we're going to try and deal with the issues on this show. And it's boys will be girls, girls will be boys. It's a mixed up, muddled up, shook up world, except for Lola. Everything seems to be mixed up, up in the air, all over the place at the moment, most especially here domestically. Um, with the apparatus, I suppose, that we use to maybe report on politics, uh, look at politics, put politics under pressure, and that would be our kind of broadcasting service, or RTE, and how it is that RTE um, deliver their public service broadcasting um, to the people of the country. Massive, massive, massive problems there at the moment. As we speak this morning, I think we have a resignation. This is Monday morning. We won't be on until Saturday. A lot of things will happen this week. Yeah. You know, but we have a resignation an actual resignation of the um, um, director general, D. Forbes.
0: Yeah, but Paul, I, if we start to get into this now,
1: and this is going to be sort
0: of a, a conversation that's going to take place, basically in relation to RTE, its relationship within the media, its me, its actual personality slash stars relationship with their agents and uh, the amount of funds that are spent on them and the reality of life in the non-RT commercial world Mm. and the value that is or isn't placed upon them uh, and are they compromised and various other questions. And I suppose it's going to be very easy for us here in SBCR to talk about all this because we're all here voluntary and we're not getting paid (laughs) for anything. But there is a very interesting dynamic at work here in that I think this is going to be another great example of, uh, it's a great country, lads, but Asher, you know yourself, sure. We sort of tried to get away with it and nobody was asking questions. So it was grand while it worked. Uh, But now when the sort of uh, elephant has come into the room and things are reaching the top. Like D Forbes resigned this morning. She has walked away. She was going to be gone in two weeks' time anyway. To me, looking at this, and this situation is breaking and maybe things will start to change during the week, uh, but she's basically walking away so that she doesn't have to go in front of an Oireachtas committee.
1: It looks like that. It looks like a strategic decision at this point. She has been suspended since last Wednesday by the RTE authority. It looks like... with her resignation this morning That it's a strategic decision Not to have to come before The Oroctus committee on Wednesday um, That is not a good look um, That but committee she will continue. She condean- won't care well, I don't know whether she look. I don't know whether she cares or not. She obviously she expresses a the, lot of sentiment but, but. in her resignation about caring for the staff and and the whole thing. But <laughs> I, I, that's is where it looks like it's at now at this point in time. If you look at the other members of the RTE, um, not the the authority, but the kind of executive board, those people that run RTE on our behalf, they would include D Forbes. They also include the head of programming or the head of commercial, for instance, a woman who has also resigned. And any questions being directed to her now are directed to her solicitors so at this point it looks like a lot of lowering up is going on and to 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 take the the question that you asked there luke in relation to um oh sure it's just another version of it we've seen it all yes you're dead right we have seen it we've seen it with the finance we've seen it in that little piece you played was at the very segue in at the very start with p flynn and we've seen it with the politics we've seen it consistently and persistently throughout ireland but this one cuts really close to the bone these are, this is the body that we trust. And a lot of RTD presenters have talked about trust and the breaking of this bond of trust that we have with them. These are the people that we depend on to deliver um, news to us, to deliver analysis, to probe, to find out, to, to work out. Um, So that's why this is really important, this public service broadcasting concept or ethos, if you want to call it, whatever it is. Um, But It's important that we, even as part of a community station, we're all part of this. You know, whether it's commercial radio, they have a a, 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 a public service broadcasting remit as well. You know, they're under the auspices of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. Everybody has something in this. It's just that the mothership, the queen, the top end look really shaky now at the moment with yeah, the events but, of but last week. Yeah, but the
0: elephant in the room in relation to that, Paul, is, and you you, you look at a scenario where generally... If you look at uh, many things in this country, if, it, if we sort of operate off like a, a, an English model to a certain extent for lots of things, right? We'll say, with you know, say with the HSE or whatever like that, or you know, uh, security in the country, they sort of tend to sort of operate things on how it go, how it works in somewhere else, and then they'll bring in a bastardized version of that over here and make a pure uh, nuts of it. But if you look at RTE, right, the issue that's here is. RTE get a license fee that you and I, the general public, pay. Mm. But they also get advertising. Mm. And it's the big difference between uh, BBC... Uh, which the Tory party are going out of their way to try and demolish mm. in in uh the UK and here and I, I i'll I'll veer off sideways and just ask you um uh, were you watching any of the coverage at Lassenbury at the weekend
2: no I wasn't actually I wasn't actually online I got a little bit of Elton John last night <laughs> okay
0: well I might have a surprise for you later on Tom if you haven't okay. if that's the only visit at that, that yeah, you no
2: say. I actually saw um Louis Capaldi. No, which was that's
0: perfect, Tom. You didn't okay. see what, want, what I didn't oh, well, want you to see. That'll be a surprise for you later, later on.
2: But where did, the, where did the terminology, the elephant in the room, come from? Any idea? <laughs> no idea. But why choose an elephant of all, of all creatures?
0: Because he's big. And it's the one topic that you're ignoring. Oh, oh right. a room okay. is okay. small? Okay. E- exactly. <laughs> Potentially. Yeah, a- elephant big.
2: We've mentioned it twice already. <laughs> yeah,
0: but th- 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 there's another issue that, that, that that's at play here. And, and before we get into it fully, Paul, uh, this is like a financial scandal as well, mm. to a, to an extent. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit, you know, about um, barter accounts and concealed payments. But do you know... Uh, there's a common denominator between here and take another organization in the country that has had financial scandals in recent times that Thomas and yourself both have an affiliation with. The FAI. Correct. Mm-hmm. And do you know what the uh, thing in common to have? The auditors are delighted. Delight. <laughs> okay, Right. Yeah.
2: The, the funny thing, again, I don't know the, the detail with regards to the RTE events, but from a basic accounting, accounting scenario, if you pay out to somebody, the money has to come in somewhere. So how is the money that was paid out to Ryan Tuberty, how is that covered up in the accounts?
1: If I, can we go back what you were just starting to talk about there, Luke, the model, the the, the, or the public service broadcasting, or yeah. the the, the, the maybe the public service broadcasting the is only one. The, no, the, the, uh, no, it's not even an ethos. It's the model, the yeah. the model of distribution of news or, or or entertainment, whatever it actually is. And you talk about the BBC model, and you talk about the RTE model. The BBC model, as you rightly say, is exclusively one hundred percent based on license fee. So then you can create this public service model that's the envy of the world, um, with BBC World Service, with BBC Sounds, with BBC One, two, three, four, and the whole lot of it, and regional radio, the whole thing totally funded under a model of license. Yes. Now you have scale in the U.K. to be able to do that. You have 70, or you have 80 million people that can do that. So then you can create a public service.
0: They've had Monolith. These, yeah, but you've they've had, had that for years. Yeah. yeah, you've had
1: that. And you also, in parallel to that, then you have ITV or you have Channel 4 or you have regional stations, you have Sky, and you have have, have subscription models now with Amazon Prime and Netflix. Okay, and so you have that. And it's quite distinct, and it's quite clear, and you can see. And you can see the public service elements in the ITV or in Channel 4, most definitely you can. But it's quite clear what their model actually is. Unless
0: we not forget GB News.
1: Or GB News. Again, they're on the pitch now. That type of Mm. model is on the pitch as well, privately funded with people who perhaps might have a political agenda. In Ireland, we are... I don't know. I was trying to find other places where we have this model, this aggregate model, if you want to call it that. And it's a dangerous model to actually pursue. We have, as you rightly said there, we have in the one hand the tune of 200 million euros per year. You have license fee subvention to RTE, right? Then you have the advertising revenue that's generated. And they're the biggest advertising... Uh, vehicle, or or, or whatever you want to call it, Hoover in (laughs) Ireland. Uh, Online are probably chasing them really hard now at this stage, but they're the biggest, RTE. That generates another 100 million euros. So it looks like a kind of a two-thirds, one-third. But on top of that, on top of that, what you have as well, which has put us into the problem that we are now with Ryan Torbordy, you have sponsorship of programmes. So you have the advertising, you have the sponsorship of programmes. After that, then, you have a new development as well, you have these advert- advertorial-type programmes. There was one there about a year ago, you might have seen it, about my university life, my life at uni. And it was a kind of a half an hour, prime time, seven to half, seven, looking at a student going to Dublin, going to Limerick, Spon- attending university. Sponsored by. That was created, never mind sponsored. Yeah. No, it wasn't even sponsored. It was created by the Irish Universities Association. Yeah. And that gets prime time as well. So you've got advertorial. I suppose. You've th- got sponsorship. You've got... Advertising, and you've got license fees. Yeah, the equivalent. It's
0: the equivalent in a newspaper would be, we say, in the likes of the uh, Limerick Post or the Clare Herald, where
1: there will be, and it says it's advertised. Adver- it says it up on the top Advertory. banner. Now that isn't just taking that one example. My uni life that yeah. wasn't made specifically clear when you looked at your yeah. schedule. Oh, look at that lovely program there about a, a mm. first year going to college. That wasn't made specifically clear that this was created, funded, presented by. An association that yeah. had a political motive. Yes. You know, it's trying to generate more income and get more students going to third level college and get more income from the, from the government to do that. So RTE is potentially constantly, because of this hybrid mix-up model, potentially constantly um, going to be compromised. There's no doubt about it. Now you we, we you take this specific case um, with Ryan Tubridy, which has put them into the trouble that it's actually in now at the moment. And what you have there is you have Ryan Tubridy works in RTE. He has his wages paid by RTE. Ryan Tubridy does his radio show. And he, he does the little. He,
0: he's technically uh, is he technically an? uh not an employee. He's Not an employee, uh, uh, he, employee, not employee but he
1: is paid by RTE. Yes, and he has a program on Friday nights on the television and he has a programme on the radio at 9 to 10 every morning his programme on Friday nights is sponsored by Renault um, a car brand so straight away programme sponsored and this arrangement was created then a lot of pressure and you see when RTE and I could say it's a huge organisation it determines most of what media is in Ireland RTE. It's as I say, it's the mothership of, of of media. But the one thing that always, always generates the the the, the commentary and generates the kind of the, the headlines is the top ten what the presenters are paid, and it amounts to about, we'll say in K- in case, five hundred thousand, and it amounts to about less than five million euros per year. But that's the headline. That's what always generates the the, the debate around RTE. It's almost like it's compressed into this kind of debate about. 4 million euros, which reflects the top 10 pay. And this is, the, we have this debate in the Octus we have it in the media every single year, and it kind of comes into that. You've got an organisation with a kind of a budget, probably of about between three and 400 million euros per year when you take the advertising and the licence fee and the other forms of income, probably somewhere between three and 400 million a year. And it comes down to this 4.5 million. And when RTE, maybe as you say, from an ethos point of view, are showing up now to not be able to be truthful about that 4 million you know in relation to how they present those figures they basically lied to the euroctus when they presented those figures because there's a 75,000 euro bung or payment extra to torbridge that isn't accounted for in this headline figure well if that's if they can't present those honestly truthfully and without any kind of am um, implications or any kind of questions, well then I mean you surely have to question the whole other, other three hundred and forty odd million that they're dealing with. You know it's the one it's the one that sets off the red lights the whole time, the top ten. It's a relatively small amount of money, but it sets off the red lights all the time when we debate RTE. And if that's wrong, as you said then Luke, it's about an ethos. There's something rotten in the state of Denmark if that's not quite right. And that's what we're going through now at the moment.
0: Yeah, and it's a little bit like they're they're trying to do it and get away with it and it's only now that they've been caught yeah that it, it's come out now there, there's a whole other debate in relation to the cosy cartel relationship between agents and the top stars in the country not mm. just RTE and we'll say the, the messiah in the room uh, the Jose Mourinho of sort of the entertainment world is Noel Kelly
1: this is the agent
0: this Who is super the agent, agent. Yeah. he's like or he'd be the is a Jorge Mendes you know he's, oh, like, yeah. he's yeah. the agent to the super stars agent. in Ireland so he's he's toberty. he's Claire Bourne Claire Bourne on the radio this morning uh, coming out uh, stating that her salary is 280,000 year.
1: Yeah you know yeah, she, she was very forthright to a certain extent just again this is Monday um, I know I'm conscious that people won't be listening to this until Saturday but I did listen to that this morning uh, she was very forthright in relation to her salary in relation to the two programmes some quiz programme and her radio show the change in her salary when she has stepped away from her television um, show Byrne Live and she's forthright about that but you've got to remember before she started to speak and this again is where the hybrid model that puts potentially puts RTE into trouble before she spoke in, in, in the strapline for her programme brought to you by All Care Pharmacy you know her current affairs programme to my mind is compromised if she has to deal with you know the price of drugs or something mm. on this show at some point Department of Health some debate about that she's compromised I straight away in public service broadcasting if you're in the pay of somebody else, you're compromised. I think it's very simple. I don't think you can afford, in a show like that, whatever about trouble, you can make those cases. And the real case here is trying to hide payments. It's not whatever about light entertainment and sponsorship. That's maybe OK. But when it comes to public affairs and a current affairs programme like um, the, the the radio show in the morning, you couldn't and you shouldn't be sponsored. Now, Claire Byrne as well, she was very forthright. She was very clear and she outlined... Honestly, what she gets and what she doesn't get, and the whole thing. But Claire Bourne, you have to remember, historically, maybe she was a young journalist or a younger presenter on RTE. She was in trouble a number of years ago in relation to off-field income. She did a gig for Davy Stockbrokers. Again, seriously compromising your your, your credentials as, as a public service broadcaster. Yeah. This and, is, and, and subsequently, we saw Davy Stockbrokers in a lot of trouble a couple of years after um, yeah. and her, this, her, her and performance. The, and this goes so back this to the thing whole thing. is not good. If, if you
0: are. Uh, in a commercial radio, and you do side gigs. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. But when you're at the state commer- the public, public broadcaster, that's not good. No, it's not good. And we said the optics of
1: it stink. And this is what, you've got to look at all the, you know, this is the thing that has crept in. In the middle of all this, I was on Friday looking at this and following this. And in my feed, all these algorithms, they work at What do I see comes into my feed? Catherine Thomas, I love to drive a Peugeot car. I can't wait to get out in the countryside in the sunny sunshine. You know, she's obviously got some deal with Peugeot. Again, that's not good. You know, these gigs that public service brought. Now, Catherine Thomas has, you know, a high profile and and all all those kind of things. The Department of Health. The Department of Health actually, um, we're sponsoring that at one stage again, which is slightly odd, to say the least. So supposing Catherine Thomas, you know, decides to start, Um, having a go at the Department of Health, if you go back, whatever what Peugeot car is now at the moment, but suppose Mm. she decides to have have a go at the Department of Health and the Secretary General of the Department of Health comes on to her and says, hang on a second here now, we're paying your wages or we're paying part of your wages, cut back on that kind of stuff. This is what I'm saying. You are compromised as a public service broadcaster if you are in the pay of somebody else in whatever format it is, whether it's it's sponsorship or whether it's advertorial programming or whatever it is. This hybrid mixed version is... But it's it's, it's, it's it's open to... It's
0: this great country, you know, we're a great country, but you're asher you know yourself, Mm. right? And I just, uh, looking at the Sunday Independent yesterday, there was a statement or in an article that says that Delight had begun contacting ARC members on St. Patrick's Day, a bank holiday, about the issue. This was the day after Tuberty announced on March 16th, he was standing down as host of The Late Late Show. RT and Tuberty have denied the two issues are linked with the broadcaster saying neither the chair nor the board had knowledge of payments to Tuberty via his agent or the understatement of such payments. Now, you know, Paul, you always come back to events, dear events and, and events. And you also have... Uh, RTE's director of commercial Geraldine O'Leary who uh, apparently was the lady that did the RTE Renault sponsorship deal for Tuberty, uh she decided to step down from RTE mm. three weeks ago after yeah. spending uh, 20 years
1: any questions that's the woman I mentioned this. any questions to yeah. her now or go directly to her solicitors so she's yeah. obviously preparing for the future
0: yeah you know it, it's this whole um, uh, this whole this whole way of how things are done and it's a little bit like well they're not technically an an employee and like even you look at RTE they won't give out the wages you know they're supposed to give the top 10 wages yeah. of their employees but for commercial reasons
1: yeah well, they,
0: no, you, you a, do it a few years yeah, later you, you have,
1: Okay, that's okay And that's fine Okay, and that's eventually We've managed to get to that And like I said That's the point we, It all comes down to the Four odd million That those top ten earn But if RTE can't even do that Honestly yeah. And forthrightly Then there's An indication That there's a lot more going on Within that yeah. organisation And as you said Then it's an ethos Within yeah. that organisation Paul- Now Dee Forbes said this In her resignation as well and she kind of pointedly, I think, when you read that this morning, it didn't just happen under her watch. It is, it's as you say, endemic. it's an ethos. Yes. It's an ethos, and that's the dangerous thing. That's why this is a massive crossroads moment for yeah. RTE Paul, and, and for public service broadcasting.
0: Why is it that they won't give um, the salaries for last year? They'll give them in about two or three years' time. This whole commercial—why are they commercially sensitive? This is crap. I, gar-
1: I guarantee you from now on, you, you will see a watershed, you will see some changes after this and you will probably know. This was, it was it's was it been brought kind of kicking and screaming to this point where you, where you get the top 10. It took a lot of years to get to that and it's two years out of date always as well. But it gives you a point of reference, it gives you a framework, it gives you an allowance, it gives you the chance then to when this is presented and if it's presented wrong it gives you a chance then to have a deeper look under the bonnet you know if we didn't have this kind of if, if they were still not able not not having to present the top 10 we wouldn't have a clue about these no but
0: I but I, I compare you compare this to the BBC right Gary Lineker is probably the, the highest uh, paid empl- employee in uh We said probably one of the best known employees in the UK, and his salary is out there, and he's on maybe a million and a half or something. Mm, Well,
1: we saw that there about a month ago with the with the controversy on the um the immigrants. Yeah, you know, and.
0: if you're arguing, if you're putting Gary Lineker into a country, we'll say with you know
1: seventy or eighty million people, and comparing them, to some of the salaries in RT. Yeah. you see, I, I, I see. The, this was my my thing. There's a fixation. and okay, it has allowed us now. It, it, this the, the fixation on the salaries, and I have a funny feeling that there's a lot more going on within that organisation than just the salaries that are paid to the the, the presenters. There's a lot more stuff. Wasting of money Or kind of inappropriate um, Spending of money Kieran Malooly actually The former Midlands correspondent Is actually out now A lot talking about this He's retired He's actually very good on this Yes And he talks about How um, newsrooms Have been kind of You know Denuded of their ability To actually report Properly on news That's shocking In this day and age If you're if, 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 If your newsroom um, and it's especially shocking if then your people working in a newsroom are hearing that their sweetheart barter account deals for other presenters and things. But look, it's, it's, I think if, the, if something is to be made of this and if we are to advance from this, it hasn't to focus. Use what has happened on the top 10 earnings or the top one now at this stage, it appears, is all it is. Use that, but use that as a as, as, as an entry point to have a closer and more forensic look at what it is that's going on within that organisation. It's absolutely critical. We've just had a commission on the future of broadcasting or the future of media, I think, in Ireland. It reported under Breen McRae there um, a year ago or so and it was in operation since 2020 or was doing its work since 2020. The overwhelming majority of, of stuff that went into that commission, I think there were about 2,000 um, submissions. Yeah. And I would The overwhelming, I looked at them, because I sent one in myself, (laughs) interestingly. Um, The overwhelming was to do with RTE. And they were packaged and presented, and there was kind of PR companies presenting them and developing them. Whereas, you know, if Joe Soap on the side of the road in the country was doing one, he was doing it himself on his own basis. But we were making these points, this, this hybrid version of public service broadcasting. Is just not fit for purpose in today's age, and here we are now. We're starting to have chickens roosting, or whatever it actually is.
0: Yeah, like you had the report on the future of media commission. That's Paul. the one that was yeah, it. published it. on July 12, twenty twenty-two, and the media commission or commission a man. We said depending on your ling- linguistic skills and how mm. you want to uh, interpret it, they came out. I think with about fifty-one recommendations. Right, and the yeah. government accepted 50 of them. There's mm. one that they didn't accept. And do you know what the one they wouldn't I accept? I can tell you how? because it's,
1: it's specifically related to RT and I would hazard a guess and I don't expect to win the jackpot on this one. Licence fee, how Correct. much are we going to get in the licence fee? Yes. The whole thing came down to that from RT. I saw the presentation, yes. I saw the submissions. They were tarted up beautifully in nice documentation and the whole thing. And it always came down to paw out more money handed to us licence fee. Mm.
0: But... I, I put to you now, Paul. You, you you're talking about, we'll say, the general media in Ireland, and we'll say how news and everything else like that is is put out. Now, in general, you look at some of the uh, companies, uh, newspapers, and radio stations, and uh, around the country, and you have one or two big international companies that now own a lot of Irish. Media, not state media. Yeah. Right. And there's one company in particular uh, that uh, owns uh, media relating relatively close to this county, shall we say. Not in the county, but relatively close. So if you were on social media and you can look for pages and it'll be sort of, we'll say, it'll be Cork Live, Dublin Live, Limerick Live, or stuff like that. And they're putting up stories where there might be um, one link to an article about Limerick, right? But then you go down through their feed and there's five or six links about Dublin, three or four about Cork, and other stuff that has nothing to do with Limerick. So it's a bit like it's all been watered down and dumbed down and it's probably someone uh, sitting at a computer uh, in the middle of the country, you'd hope, maybe mm. somewhere, that's sort of saying, right? What's going to get me the most clicks? So if yeah. there's a sexy story in Kildare, I'll put that on the lyric yeah. page. That's not covering, you know, news or stuff like that. So that's 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 a commercialism side of things. But yeah. then you look at the 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 other way. You look at this is. And you have the likes of News Talk and you have Today FM, which are owned by the same company, I suppose that's maybe a bad example. But we say, you know, some of the bigger uh, broadcasters, I would say, even, say, Claire FM, uh, you know, Live 95, Mm. um, 96 FM in Cork, you know, Galway Bay, any of them. They have a, a news outlet. And you hear commercial radio saying, the biggest expenditure that they would have in general is covering news, which doesn't really bring in the sexy advertising. No. Right? But they have to do a certain amount of it so that they can go and get get the the sexy advertising. Whereas the likes of RT has their cakes and eat it. If you're going looking for news in the country... Uh, outside of the journal, or you know, Twitter, or the cesspit that is some of the social media sites that are there now, you're going to go to RTE News.
1: We well, see that's because you and, and some of the presenters even talked about this in in, in 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 addressing the issues of last week. They've established a trust, a trusted brand, yeah. if you want to call it that. You know, over many many years, as well since the times of two RN as radio and the establishment of the state and right through the. Forties, fifties, sixties, right through. Now the point is you've you've outlined it there. They were exclusive for most of their um, lifetime. There was nobody else really producing news other than the printed papers. Now we've got an absolute plethora of of, of news channels, good, bad, indifferent, downright rubbish, um, fake even at this stage. But RTE are still trying to like the man says, eat yesterday's dinner today, they're still trying to live on old glories while they have the whole thing has moved on and even their ethos has perhaps moved on as well. So, like I say, now is a massive crossroads. It's a huge point in time. You know, not just because of RTE, but they're in the spotlight now at this point, but it's a huge point in time in relation to news, the dissemination of news, um, the trusting of news. It's massive. It's huge. And it's, it's never been more important. Um, and RTE, unfortunately have done themselves a lot, a serious amount of damage um, with their actions that are being brought to light now at this point in time. Um, Some people describe it as an existential crisis. I would think it is for RT at this point in time. I would think it is.
0: I would think this is a case of where um, I think, the you know... Thomas alluded to the elephant in the room. I think the elephant has sort of uh, landed, and the elephant has sort of, uh, you know, uh, laid a smiley one. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, but you see, well, but that's why I, I bring it back to here. What we look. Th- there's an architecture as well, like you, you described it there, whether it's the person kind of deciding on clickbait in, in, mm. at a computer screen. But there's an architecture, look at our architecture. And I'm not just, but, and this is around the country as well, community radio. Um, it's there as well. People that are prepared to kind of maybe do it on a voluntary basis and, and work it. Look, we mightn't get, get it right, but we should be part of it as well. We should be part of public service broadcasting in relation to asking, perhaps probing questions. Um, you know, there's no reason why we shouldn't. We shouldn't be cowed because of the great monolith that is RTE and they have exclusive rights to public service broadcasting. You know, No, yeah. not at all. I think it's time now for the powers that be. And I hope that the Oroctus, because they're the people we elect to deal with these things, I hope that the Oroctus have a good look at this and make the hard decision. Does RTE need to be broken up? Do you need to take the commercial side of it to one side and let it work? Let it have the advertorial programs, let it have the advertising, let it have whatever And that's fine. And And break up then and and then have the public service broadcasting that is purer than pure, that is Caesar's wife, that is beyond reproach, as best it can be. But Nothing is ever perfect. Should we have that type of of model now at this stage?
0: But we'll say there's a few other issues at play here because if you look at... um, I think there's an inherent structure within RTE, and it's going to be sort of self-protection. No more, probably. Yeah, than well, a that's, lot, a than a, than than that's a natural thing. That happens other everywhere. RTEs. But if you if you ask yourself the question, right, um, the the license fee. Take away the license fee from RTE. And what would you have? Right. Just just say no. Right. Okay. Or sorry. That? Sorry. Mm. I, I'll, I'll rephrase that. Take away the commercial side of things from RTE. Mm. And what would it have? Right. Now, uh, 2FM. What part of public service broadcasting nowadays does 2FM probably... Where does it come under? Is it any different than nothing, the likes of Spin nothing, or... Nothing,
1: nothing. I
0: need no. commercial radio that's out there. So you said say, right, get rid of 2FM. 2FM. Um, would you get rid of RTE too? Because what's what's it doing? Uh, playing sort of repeats of you know American or UK programming. Yeah, of the time. if you
1: look at your t- scheduling, you see an hour for repeats a lot yeah. of the time as well. Yeah, I would. You need an. You, look, we, we, I don't think we can go through it, but you would need an absolute root and branch review of all of RTE You can see recently, RTE had responsibility for the um, the RT Symphony, and they used to always talk about that one. Oh, it's a massive drain in our yeah. resources. That's been taken away from them now. I think it's within the Department of Culture. They yeah. don't. They don't have responsibility. So they can't use that anymore. I I do think you have to have, in light of the world we live in, in light light of how it is that things have changed, I think we do have to have a proper um, debate on this ethos of public service broadcasting. And I think it it can be a lot um, clearer and a lot more black and white than what it has been heretofore. And,
0: And you talk about black and white, Paul. Uh, this is relating to Ryan Tuberty and 345,000 euro payments and we'd like to welcome Thomas back Uh, all okay Thomas? Uh, hold on (laughs) a sec no
2: (laughs) (laughs) but no I'm frustrated
0: uh, that's okay but you you talk about uh, the question in relation to GAA Go oh yeah and the and the the commercial relationship this is back to commercial that's another one right and the line that this article didn't really come out with, we said the GEA and the relationship with Sky and the relationship with RTE. But the G RTE have a commercial interest mm. in
1: GAA Go! That was, ex- I thought the, I, I, the debate was pretty hot in relation to watching matches early in the championship. And it was about access to watching. But it was extraordinary that that point in relation to RTE actually having skin, having commercial skin yeah. in that case. So then there's, there's almost like, it's almost like insider trading. It's in their interests to run down their own yeah.
0: coverage. Yeah, because, because they know because that we they, can they, make
1: subscription they have spon- the sponsorship Again, for that got. no more so than advertorial advertising license fee. It's another one. The, the fact that you have a station like RTE becomes a partner in another station
0: yeah,
1: and it can actually influence the quality of its programming you know yeah. if they down if they downgrade we'll say for instance their commitment to GAA matches and how yeah. it is they present them well then people have to go to GAA yeah. go and oh you have to pay a but subscription crazy. and oh by I the think, way we like, taking the money out of RTE that RTE get a free card on that one as well like I said they've constantly you know um, queered the, 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 the media pitch if you want to call it that in Ireland and you know always using the cloak or the kind oh no sorry always using the kind of the the, the beautiful stuff of pub, on the basis of public service broadcasting it just does not fit this hybrid model whether it's the GA Go whether it's the advertorial the advertising whatever I say it doesn't fit or sit easily it just doesn't it doesn't Tom, they've had it their own way for far too long you've been out of the room
0: now for a few minutes give us your thoughts on what you think RTs responsibilities should be, should they be purely commercial? Should they be purely public service broadcasting? Should they be as they are at the minute, a mix of the two or what are your thoughts?
2: Uh, I suppose in in relation to my thoughts, um, I've been listening um, for the period of time that I was in the studio to both of you um, speak very um, well about the conversation about RTE and government and the responsibilities. I have a couple of slightly different angles uh, in relation to all the different bits and pieces. Ryan Tuberty, as a presenter, how many gigs has he out there that can bring him the the level of pay that RTE have been paying him? Number one, he wouldn't have the gig in the UK. Where else can he go? Would he have it in America? No, no one really knows him and they've got better presenters, more Americanized presenters than Ryan Tuberty. So from an RTE perspective, they're in the winner's seat from a point of view of being able negotiate. to negotiate mm. costs. That's number one.
1: You would imagine. Yeah, it's a good know? point. It's okay. a very good point.
2: Um, so it's it's the, the institutionalised sort of scenario. My um, late father-in-law used to say on New Year's Eve and, and certain RTE events, especially the Late Late Show, when they didn't have a high profile um, celebrity in the country that particular weekend for the RTE show. That oh, look, they're rolling out the heads from the RTE <laughs> canteen again, right? They're coming out from it. So it's basically those associated with RTE in different walks of life were being brought on as guests on the RTE show. Or yeah. on New Year's Eve when they, they they brought in a couple of of, of kind of of um, recognized heads. Um. I think that they from I think a separation point of view, um, RTE should be a public body and there should be a separate, completely separate commercial entity because I I agree with you both from a point of view of this gray area, this mixing of both and and as I say, having extra gigs on the side that compromise your position as an RTE broadcaster or presenter. As I said, we need to finish up on this, but I'd like to bring us back to 1984, to a song that I had to play on Saturday night. I don't mean had to play, but I'm going to I'm going to give you a few lyrics from this song. And they tie in with the discussion that we've just been having. And it might raise a few eyebrows. But anyway, I'm going to I'm going to let fly with this one. Um, Here we go. Pioneers and alcoholics. Plaque Spook and the FCA, Free Nikki Kelly and the IRA, Hairy Chess and Milk White Ties and Mickey Dodgers in disguise, McGrath's, O'Brien's, Pippin's, Coxes, Massage Parlours in horse boxes. There's... Anyone for the last few... Times. No, we're not there yet. Am I there yet? <laughs> no, 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 no. There's Aurons, <laughs> Baurons, Amadons, Arab Sheiks, Hindu <laughs> Sikhs, Sikhs, Jesus Freaks... RTE <laughs> are making tapes, taking breaks and throwing shapes. Ships. This is heaven, this is hell. Tell. Who, Who cares? Who can tell? <laughs> Who can tell? Anyone for the last chocolate ice is now. <laughs> and you know what? I'm waiting for 4 weeks to get an LED light in my ice cream freezer. 4 weeks. And you know what? Who cares? This is Ireland. And that's the thing about it. It wouldn't happen in the UK that you're waiting for an LED strip for four weeks. It wouldn't happen in Germany or the United States because you wouldn't be in business. But in Ireland, it's okay. Sure, who cares? It'll be great. Do you know what I was told by the ice cream rep? So sure, why don't you stick a standing light there in the corner for yourself to illuminate the freezer? Put a little standing light. But this is the same. This is in a small part. This is in a very, very small scale, but in a bigger scale. Who cares unless you're caught? And if you're caught, like they have been caught, yeah. it's a case that there's a big hoo-ha. It's a big name in RTE. Mm-hmm. But it's the institutionalized yeah. credibility that's at stake. Yeah. And we see it over and over and over again. And Christy Moore had it's great lyrics in 1984. RTE making shapes. Mm. Uh,
0: there you go. Paul, before we finish... There you go. Three hundred and forty-five thousand euros is what Chuberty's uh, sort of uh, non-declared income. Yeah, <laughs> has has been. What would you consider for a, a proper wage for a proper journalist in a proper organisation? Oh. oh God, yeah. That's, no, uh, I I, I, and and Thomas brought up the point uh, there. RTE is basically, I, I put it to you, right, RTE and probably outside agents slash people that that have uh, inflated the, not alone the egos, but the wages mm. of the staff, I, I say of the higher level staff mm-hmm. that work there. Like, you could go back to a number of individuals over the years and Look at the wages they were getting for the contribution of hours that they were mm. broadcasting or coming out with. Now, I know there's research and everything else like that go, go, goes on into it. But
1: <laughs> you can't you say, do the researchers won't get paid that much.
0: No, but if you go back to, we'll say, go back to the 70s and the 80s there. Gay Bourne did the late, late on a Friday or Saturday night. And he was doing a three hour show during the day, mm. Monday to Friday. Then he brought it back to a two hour show. OK, you know. That he at least he was working. He was doing a fair bit of work. I, yeah. But you look at, we'll say the likes of Tobury Tobury was doing an hour, yeah. nine to ten, Monday to Friday, and doing the late late. Yeah.
1: No, I, I. I. Yeah. I. I know the point you're making, Luke. But I, I'm not qualified to say how much it is that anybody should earn. Mm. And you have agents there and good luck to them if they can get the best gig for them. My point, and it's the only point I can make, is that if it's a public service broadcaster, if it's in the pay of the public, well, then the very least and the very least I expect is that, they're honest when they present the figures to me about yes. what it is that person yes. is being paid. Yeah. You no, know, It could be a million euros. I don't know if they're worth it. Or it yeah. could be 100,000 euros. But I want honesty in the figures they deliver to me. And if it's a simple little thing, and it's the one that happens every year, top 10, present the figures to your octus. people debate around that, notwithstanding the other 335 million that's sloshing around RTE. If you can't get that right, you're either grotesquely stupid or horrendously hubristic. It's one of the two. That's all it is. And that's what we're looking at now after last week's events.
2: Yeah, but I mean, as well as that, I mean, the fishbowl is very small. Mm. I mean, there's just not that gigs. I mean, <laughs> uh, from a... Thomas podcast. will have a go at the 300. Thomas <laughs> yeah, will have a go at not. how
1: much they should air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no, <laughs> but, but, if but you the point, it, the point okay. I'm trying to make, and we after okay. yeah, yeah, no. we alluded to it, right? Name one big star that's gone from no. RTE to would we'll say to commercial. Yeah. Right, I'll give you one. Ray Darcy.
1: Went. Came back. And he
0: came back. Yeah. And he was get. I'd say he was getting paid more when he came back than what he was <laughs> no, getting on commercial.
1: Well, again, when
2: you say commercial, who are you talking about? For, Today uh, FM?
0: FM.
1: Today FM. He went from RTE to Today FM and came back from Today FM back to RTE. Someone, the that, only is, other, someone
0: that doesn't get license fee. Yeah. yeah the only okay.
1: other um, um, migration was Pat Kenny from RTE to um, News Talk.
0: News Talk. Yeah. Um, again, after that. Yeah, but Pat Kenny, is, is, as a as a say, as a broadcaster is very competent. We we could argue as a TV host, maybe. Which again, again look, just but those but, are but the figures part. Mm. Figures. you start of said He, you know, he was earning x amount at RT, and then you know he went he went to News Talk. He wasn't earning five times what he was earning at RT when
1: he went to News Talk. Look, I don't. Again, the figures we can't. Yeah. But the point I think we have to. The, the point is really important. If it's a public service broadcaster if they are receiving funding directly from the licence fee, if they can't present their figures honestly and accurately, there's something wrong. There's yeah. something wrong there. Totally. And that's the bottom line. Whatever the figures actually are, look, to be honest with you, I, would, I think they're grossly overpaid, <laughs> the presenters. Yeah. Um, I would think researchers, production people within RTE, people trying to create ideas, trying to kind of fund shows, should have a lot more money in the kitty them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think of Irish presenters as such that have a, gone across the water and been um, established presenters in a in a, in a much bigger, um, I suppose. Pff- public audience would be in Graham the UK Norton. Graham Norton is the only one mm. Terry, Terry Wogan. Wogan Terry Wogan is the other one um, Eamon Andrews Eamon Andrews, Andrews. Uh, histi- they'd be serious
1: television people in the 60s yeah, and 70s interesting uh, look at those the, the, the real talent <laughs> tends to leave the country you know what I mean it um, yeah. goes back to your Christy Moore lyrics there maybe Thomas that, like Eamon Andrews Terry Wogan Graham Norton no laterally serious talent left the country got out of this fishbowl I'll give you an interesting little aside that I saw in relation to maybe we conclude on this in relation to the Turbidity one big made of Turbidity. and look He's, he, he did his job he did his job over the last whatever it was 14 years fine great leaving the RTE flagship show that is the Late Late Show and straight away and they're, they're all like this they leave and then there's another gig what was the gig that was being set up for Tuberty, for Ryan Tuberty this travel show to Australia with Russell Crowe because he got on so well with Russell Crowe on the Late Late Show a bit like Mike Murphy did a travel show you remember that America one in the hmm. 70s or the 80s so this is going to be an expensive gig Sending you off for whatever, three, four months to kind of send back this beautiful travel log about Australia. There's a nice little club within RTE, an ethos again, that if you're gone, you're never really gone and you'll always be minded. You know, you'll always be taken care of, ultimately, with other little shows that might not even have to exert you as much as nine to to ten, five days a week and nine to half eleven on a Friday night in the That's what you're talking the that's la- about. That's a club, it's a, it's a club, as you said. And that's a what, nice it's a, little, a, a nice uh, little so club. So why can that money for that Australia show, why can't that not be put into the newsroom for the Midlands or for the Midwest to make sure that you're getting all the proper stories and that you're kind of getting the public service stuff out there? We don't need another travelogue from Australia. We don't need another interview with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton or... The Kennedys, you know, we don't need that stuff. It's more important now that we kind of keep focused on what it is public service broadcasting is supposed to be. Not ego-driven or centric on the presenter. You know, that's the key to this, I think.
2: Tom? Yeah, there you go. I think we should conclude because we could go on, we could and, go go on, on and on and on. And on, and on. And on. And on. But I think the club is, as I say, they both, they both begin with C. Or do they <laughs> canteen? <laughs> canteen. Oh, I was thinking of another word it begins with C. <laughs> 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 Ends so <laughs> <T. is> at <that? laughs> Anyway,
0: Move, moving on, Paul. Uh, while we'll stay with Ireland, I said we, we, we've about six minutes left. We'll say for this part of the show. Yeah. Um. We'll co- we'll come back to Irish politics. Yes. Um, neutrality. Mm-hmm. discuss
1: yeah here we are <laughs> I suppose this this is our big we we've just gone through maybe the the the, the medium of how his politics is distributed um this is some kind of meat and meat and um or meat on the bones, or meat and two veg. This is actual politics. It's yeah. probably, it's, 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 it's an issue, we, we, people are aware, I suppose, that we have this, um, another
0: elephant in the room, Tom, debate.
1: We're having this debate at the moment around the country in our third level colleges. I think it's in Cork, Galway, and in Dublin today, as we speak yeah. even, where we have this type of conference going on. It's a conference by invitation only yeah. to discuss um, Ireland's neutrality. A lot of experts from around uh, the uh, world uh,
0: yeah alleged experts and I I, I said <laughs> I, I need to stay off the social media side of things a little bit more because the conspiracy theories about the actual people that are contributing yes, to you have this all of that. are basically saying oh they're all pro-NATO they're mm. all pro-NATO yeah, they want that, us to that, join NATO I, I think it's
1: described by some of our MEPs our elected representatives like Claire Daly or Richard Boyd Barrett and the doll Claire Daly and the MEP as a stitch up um, as that it's a kind of a foregone conclusion it's been presented in this way this is what it's. it's yeah. this is what they're trying to do get rid of our neutrality um, look people are going to have uh, our president has even expressed an opinion on this Michael J. Yeah. Higgins has expressed an opinion a week ago on this again kind of mm, slightly going down that avenue um, that you were talking about there um, Luke and again maybe slightly um, straying over the line of where it is he's supposed to be with respect to the office, he holds at this point in time. Now, not
0: the first time he's done Not it. the
1: first time he's done that, but I noticed, it's it, interesting, the political reaction this time was much more muted. Uh, nobody kind of came out kicking and screaming. Nobody in direct frontline politics, mm. uh, tarnished as ministers, whatever, came out saying um, he has overstepped the mark. They're cautious about this one, very cautious about this one. Um, it's it's go- Look, it's it's a debate we're going to have. It's it, you can see world events. You can see what's happening in Ukraine. We hear all the the debate now about um, the Russian Navy, perhaps kind of in the Western Atlantic. It took the kind of southwest. Cork fishermen to, yeah. to get them out of the place a year ago so it's it's always been um, it has always no more so than in European referenda with um, the Nice was it Nice or Lisbon where we introduced the triple lock you know it's always been an issue Irish neutrality right since the time of post Second World War right since the time of the establishment of the United Nations it has always been um an issue it was an issue in the second world war of course as yeah. well it's always an issue so look I, I I, don't see anything too wrong with the debate that's currently happening at the moment um, it's only the beginning it's only the initial part of it um, I would welcome that debate
2: It's. A, I kind of see remnants of of um, the kind of the, the Brexit debate coming in as well like the information that's presented to us is it balanced is it fair and is it open mm. from a point of view if there's so much information we don't know that's how you say critical about the subject mm. that there's only certain information that's presented to the public in order for them to possibly go down one route or yeah. another. Yeah. yeah. You know? So as I said there's there's different bits that we discussed prior to, to air now today that I'd never heard yeah. of. Oh, I think it's a, it's a, a most it's, it's, it's a,
1: like as Luke just kind of said it there you know and again it's an issue that is needs caution in how it is that it's going to be reported and presented because you're going to get if you get sucked into this is where we need the likes of RTE we really need them kind of working on this if you get sucked into an online analysis or or an online version of trying to get your news for this you will get pulled down you will get pulled down a a rabbit hole a particular avenue it's very hard to come out of it's very hard to get the the balanced opinion or balanced view on it this is again this is a great example actually of why it is it is so essential to have purer than pure public service broadcasting when it comes to an issue like this. Yeah, it very may, it very well may be so that the government, as is their want, because they will stand for election, maybe they have an opinion on Irish neutrality. It has been expressed by some members of the government that they do seem to be more pro-NATO or pro-changing um, a changing of our position within the world as, as a small country. Yeah, that might be so, but they will have to stand for election on the basis of that. But we have to allow that debate to happen there's no point standing up and saying no 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 it can't happen we allow it to happen and you kind of make sure then that it's presented and it's um, analyzed and it's debated properly
2: and honestly it's, I was just thinking it's a wonder our friend Cahill Crowe hasn't jumped on uh, call it with some sort of a side view and angle or whatever in relation he normally would do now if you looked at the events
0: uh, in in Ukraine last week and the whole uh, issues there there was pictures of Timmy Dooley's uh, caravan was heading you know, <laughs> for, for, for the border on the M4 on Friday
1: night <laughs> I know where it is at the
0: moment exactly. I know where that caravan well, is it's well, not in Russia exactly <laughs> but that, that's a whole other debate po- listen that's <laughs> the end of part one po- uh, any appropriate song to play us out on?
1: Oh yeah, I think there was. There was um, I, I was talking to you earlier on Terry Hall. Um, people, some listeners might be familiar with him, the lead singer with the Specials and Fun Boy Three from the eighties as well. Just before Christy Moore and the Liston Varnet Tom as well in the seventies and the eighties. He died just there a couple of months ago. He was a phenomenon. Yeah, he died. Yeah, in his fifties, I think late fifties or right. Kind of uh, you, you, just, you have a song. We have a song there, and it is. It's. It, this is a version of it that's not what people might um, remember it was a song that he wrote um, with the Go-Go's an American kind of all female band and he had it himself with the Fun By Three this is a version kind of an acoustic version I think is really really nice Our Lips Are Sealed okay here we go just like RTE's
0: See right through
2: them They have a shield Nothing must be revealed It doesn't matter what they say No one listens,